Welcome to the Fashion Unearthed podcast. If you need help navigating the fashion industry sustainably, you have come to the right place. I'm your host, Belinda Humphrey, and my hope is to simplify the fashion industry so that businesses can make the best decisions for people, planet, and product. Hello, and welcome to episode 82 of the Fashion Unearthed podcast. With this month being secondhand September, which was started by Oxfam urging shoppers to say no to new clothes for 30 days, my second topic this month relates to this, but more from the perspective of design and not only what bad design is costing you, but building on this a little bit to show you how it will hinder your business in the new economies. But before I get to that, I wanted to let you know that I'll have capacity for new design clients at the end of October with a couple of ways you can work with me. One being on a project basis where there is a specific project you need help with, and this could be a new category or help with a new range. And the other way is on a retainer, whereby you can have me on a day rate for a minimum of three months. And this means that I'm more of an extension of your team, able to work on a number of longer term projects, as well as more variety. So if you are feeling the crunch leading up to the end of the year and need some help, send me an email at info at belindahumphrey.com and we can have a chat. So I went into a little bit about what good design looks like in episode 66, which I can link to in the show notes. So today I wanted to talk more about what bad design costs you and I guess the power of good design and using an experienced designer. And it's come up a little bit in some coaching calls too, people talking to manufacturers and them saying, just send photos and they'll figure it out because it's easier in commas. And I always ask, easier for who? Sort of negating the need for a designer. They kind of just want to copy something. And so today I wanted to talk a bit about the design process and some of the benefits down the line you get from the initial costs, why you should be controlling it, and just expand on a few points that you might not be aware of that could cost you money down the line. So broadly speaking, design is the execution of an idea, and with that comes making choices. Some of the choices you have to make include fabric choice, perhaps fullness of gathers, colour, print choice, button size, fusings, things like that. And I have to say that often this is done with a pattern maker. So I want to also kind of include pattern makers and tech designers in this conversation too, because they're the ones that really work hand in hand with a designer. And I was talking to someone earlier in the week who put it really well. And they said a designer could potentially do the pattern, but it's rare that someone is excellent at both, which is why I don't do patterns either. And I prefer to leverage someone experienced in this area their heads in it all the time. And they've got the, I guess, learnt eye and trained eye to look at a pattern and to be able to do that in the same way that my eye has been trained in design. I will sometimes look at pockets or button sizes or panel lines on things when I'm walking past the shops. And I can kind of instantly just think, oh, if only they'd made that like a centimetre wider, it looks so much better. (laughs) So today I wanted to talk about three points to illustrate how the benefits of an experienced designer, and like I said, these can also apply to the technical designers and pattern makers, that will outweigh the initial costs. Firstly, it can add to a certain handwriting or aesthetic, and Zimmerman is an excellent example of this. Their designs are distinctive, and even if someone is influenced by them, they never quite get it the same. Obviously, their design process and their concepts have been refined and analysed in their own unique way, which adds to their brand value. And it's the reason why an investment company 
paid $1.75 billion, yes, with a B, Australian dollars to secure a majority stake in the brand recently. Now, of course, a lot of smart business decisions were made as well, but in my opinion, being a designer, (laughs) design played an equal part. If you think about it, if the product wasn't there or the designs weren't there, it just wouldn't have worked as well. And an investment company investing this amount of money shows that there is a business value to design that is often dismissed as being frivolous or unnecessary. And actually, I know this as a designer working in many businesses. The investment in the design team is often not there. It's seen as a nice to have and a bit of a pointless exercise that numbers people can't quantify on a return on investment or on a spreadsheet. However, there was one company that comes to mind that I worked for that did invest in the design team when I was there. They followed through on a number of my ideas, unsure of what the financial benefit would be, but they also invested in training and the tools and resources that we needed as creatives to deliver great product. So I've seen a whole range of different teams and ways of working. And when you invest in that design process, you really get the consistent handwriting and your aesthetic. The second point I wanted to talk about is investing in good design can also plug the holes where money leaks in your business. So the main areas are leftover stock and returns. And if you think about it, bad design or execution of a design will cost you money in those two key areas. It makes sense. Experienced designers, they understand and incorporate the customer, their lifestyle, the way they wear and care for the product. And they do this to reduce risk as well as reduce the amount of unsold stock. The other area, returns, are a key metric that many businesses measure and report on weekly or fortnightly. And they look to it for feedback on product. And you'll often see on return slips that you can check a box for reason of return. So... Commonly, this will include things like the fit or the item didn't look like the image online. And this is a big money hole in business, and it's the reason why they measure it. If you think about it, you are selling the stock, and even if you're not shouldering the cost of returns, you're paying a customer service person to deal with the return authorizations. Then you're unpacking the stock when it gets back, updating the inventory again, and then trying to sell that item again. So you want to keep that number down as low as possible. Finally, the last point I wanted to make and talk about, and this is more directly linked to secondhand September, is that more and more businesses are looking to own more of their product lifecycle, meaning that once that initial customer is finished using it or they need to have it repaired, businesses are thinking how to get their hands back on that product and do that service for them and move it through other avenues of their business. So that circular economies are growing globally and, you know, businesses need to think about how they are going to generate revenue that isn't reliant on new product all the time. So basically everyone's thinking about how to diversify their business by either offering a resale option or repair. And if something isn't designed well with good product construction or fit choices up front, an item isn't going to hold up very long. Well, it's not going to be hold up long enough to be able to be resold. And the cost of repair could both come up too early in the product's life cycle, or it may need to be done repeatedly. So it's a fine line or a delicate balance of being able to provide those services to your customer without them thinking it's a quality issue and them then thinking when they do need something new that you're not the brand they want to buy it from. 
So definitely something to think about if you're weighing up whether to invest in a designer up front. But I'll leave you with one final question to get you thinking. What are you leaving on the table or what revenue are you losing down the line by either not working with an experienced designer or not investing in your design team? Which brings us to the end of today's episode. I hope you found today's topic interesting and if you are needing help with how to incorporate better designs into your product range or more support within your design team, like I said, I'll have availability again in October. So get in touch at info at belindahumphrey.com to either get a quote on your product or your project or just have a chat about what you're struggling with. And as always, you'll find the show notes and any links for today's episode on the website belindahumphrey.com in the podcast section. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Fashion Unearthed podcast. If you want to get in touch, head over to belindahumphrey.com or you can find me on Instagram at belindahumphrey.com.